Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Welcome, welcome to J.S. for Justice, for Justice podcast. podcast. If, if live breaking news, news and following, and following true, true crime is your, is your thing, thing, then please, then please consider, consider subscribing, subscribing to, to my channel. And if you and like if you what you see, what you in, see my videos, in my videos, please consider, please consider giving, giving them a thumbs up. up. Good morning, my friends. How is everybody? Happy hump day. It is Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Welcome to Jay is for Justice. If you are just joining today and you weren't here yesterday for day one of Barry Morphew's prelim, you can go back and replay that. Today we're going to be covering what happened yesterday, and that was day two of the preliminary hearing. And we were all mind blown by the first day. So I don't know what day two has in store. I haven't followed it. So I'm reading through the first time with you guys. I've got my coffee too, Heather Howard. Except mine's getting cold. Hi, Sister Knives. Thanks for coming. Thank you to my moderators that are coming in today. Thank you uh, to my members. Jason, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Jason told me yesterday, without a doubt, Barry still killed her. So he's not one of the conspiracy theorists. Hi, Eve, and welcome. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Suzanne Morphew went missing last year on Mother's Day. She was reported missing. And her bike and her helmet were found in a gully. She lives in Colorado. They were found in a gully. No body, nothing was found. So for the past year and a half, almost, Barry has been under scrutiny. And there wasn't much movement Um really at all that we knew of and then he was arrested in may so barry was arrested in may charged with his wife's murder nobody and what we found out yesterday no blood there's no blood no body there's no evidence of a murder so we are going to dive into day two and just a second let's give a few people a minute to join Heather Howard said, day one, reasonable doubt. Day two, he totally killed her. Is that your thoughts you followed yesterday's? We'll see what happens today. So they're going to do, or wait, they're not in there today, right? They're in the 23rd and 24th next week or two weeks from now. 
Hi, Capri. Hey, NCAM. Cheryl T., good morning. Denise, good morning. Brenda, oh, good afternoon from the UK. Hi, Amy P. Hey, Janice. She says, I'm at work, but I still believe he killed her. Jason Riddle just followed up. He said, I do believe he did it. I think he had an affair. He saw other women. Suzanne was just comforting someone. I disagree, Jason. She was doing more than comforting someone. They were having a full-out affair. But that doesn't mean that she deserved to be killed or disappear or whatnot. So, I mean, let's not misconstrue. Like, we went through this with the Chris Watts case. Just because we're speculating on what may have happened or how it happened doesn't mean that we deserve, that we think she deserved the outcome of disappearing or being killed. So, I think I was convinced that Barry was having an affair. And they say there's no evidence. Who's Don? Heather Howard said she was totally having an affair, but he went cray and killed her. I don't know. A couple. Well, let's 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 wait till we read through this day and then we can talk about it. Wait, tranquilizer darts. Whoa, I haven't I haven't read any of this. OK. Yes, they were soulmates. She's well, that's what that's what her boyfriend said or in their messages or with her girlfriend, she said they were soulmates and they talked about being soulmates in their texts. Oh, are you talking about the Wells case? Yeah. We're not talking about the Wells case. Um, he tranquilized her. So no blood. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's what? Jihad celebrities. Like, my word. You really can't make this stuff up sometimes. Tranquilizer darts. Exactly, Heather. That was what I said yesterday. I'm like, oh, what a great guy. Like, he loved you. How sad is that? You know, I had a girlfriend that died in a car accident. And she was so happily in love and had just gotten married and had a baby and after she passed away, within weeks, he was already hitting up other chicks. And it broke my heart. And I thought, God, I just am glad that she felt loved, you know, while she was still here. Because that was super sad to me. So I, I think the same way about um, Suzanne. Because I just feel like he should have come forward. Because, okay, Never mind. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll hear about it because I did hear about one piece of it about her, the boyfriend and his kid finding out about the affair. So the cat was already out of the bag. I think the wife might have just been in the dark. Yes, I believe that, Amy. I just feel like if investigators. They would have looked for any evidence of Barry having an affair. 
All right. Let's get rolling. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's see. Okay, so during Tuesday's hearing, Jonathan Grusing, a retired FBI agent, testified about the movement of Barry Morphew's cell phone and truck on May 9th and 10th, the day Suzanne Morphew was last seen alive and the day she was reported missing. In the early, uh, in the early morning hours of May 10th, a few hours before Barry left for Broomfield around 5 a.m., his truck doors opened and closed between 325 and 351 a.m., signifying someone was in the truck. At the same time, his phone's location moved to near where his wife's bicycle would later be found. Grusing said, though he added that service in the area meant the information was inconclusive. Oh, Lord, so it just canceled that out. Suzanne Morphew's phone, which has still not been found, last pinged at 4.23 a.m. Did her phone ping at home, did they say? Barry Morphew's phone went into airplane mode around 4.31 a.m. The court was told and pinged again just after 5.30 a.m. As Morphew was turning at Buena Vista as he headed towards Broomfield, he would text his mother a happy Mother's Day a minute later and just before 7 a.m. texted Suzanne to see if she was awake yet. He texted her, Happy Mother's Day, I love you. Grusing said the data from the phone and truck, along with surveillance video, showed Morphew appeared to go on five trash runs in the Broomfield, in the Broomfield area that day, throwing things away at an RTD bus stop, a hotel where he checked in, a McDonald's, a men's warehouse, and in another trash can near the Holiday Inn he checked into. When he was questioned about what he was throwing away, he gave conflicting stories, according to Grusing's testimony. At the men's warehouse, he spent 40 minutes in the parking lot. Testimony also showed Tuesday that Barry Morphew did not leave his Broomfield hotel room until about 12.42 er, p.m. Wait a second. Did not leave his Broomfield hotel room between about 12.42 and 5.55 that day. Despite telling a neighbor when they talked around 5.15 on May 10th that he was at the job site working. Grusing also testified that Suzanne sent the last known photo of her alive to Jeff Liebler, the man whom she was having an affair, at 2.03 p.m. on Saturday, May 9th. When investigators talked to Barry about the photo, he told them his wife appeared to be drunk in the photo. I want to see the photo. Bruising said Suzanne was sending sunbathing photos of herself to Liebler right when Barry Morphew got home around 2.44 on May 9th. So she sent Liebler the picture at 2.03 and she was laying out sending photos at 2.44 when Barry got home. So he got home at 2.44. His phone pings appear to show him running around the house, Grusing said. 
and he told investigators in February of this year he was shooting chipmunks at that time. Though his phone went into airplane mode about three minutes after his arrival, Suzanne's phone was still receiving messages from Liebler. Another FBI agent, Ken Harris, said Barry Morphew also had a conversation with a friend about, of Suzanne's about Liebler, saying he would like to harm the man. Later during Tuesday's testimony, defense attorney Drew Nielsen questioned Grusing about phone data, which prosecutors, shows in, which prosecutors showed in court and said made it appear that Barry Morphy was running around their home. Right after arriving, Nielsen said the affidavit states that there is an opinion that he was most likely chasing Suzanne around and had Grusing point out that the neighbors heard no unusual noises around that time. Defense attorney said Barry Morphew spoke to law enforcement 23 times from the day his wife disappeared until the end of 2020 and said the chipmunks claim did not get brought up until this year. Nielsen argued that the phone data would have meant Barry was moving through walls and at speeds humans are not capable of for the pings to be true. The court also heard testimony that Suzanne Morphew's Facebook codes were reset later that night and her account friend requested 23 of her old friends 20 of them men barry morphew denied doing so what her codes like her password was reset and then her account friend requested 23 old friends weird Suzanne put together a list of grievances that was last saved two days before she disappeared, which Grusing testified included 50 reasons why she was thinking about leaving Barry, which included him in accusing her of having a boyfriend a few days earlier. What? Is that like the Paul Simon song, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover? She, she made a list of 50 things? I wonder if it was 50 things on the nose or if they're just, like, guesstimating. I guess basically it would be, like, a pro and con, and she just wrote down all the cons. But we're supposed to believe that he ran through the house shooting at chipmunks inside? Wait, what are you guys asking about a dating site? What is Jihad Celeb? Oh, I don't know what that is. I know what the Ashley Madison is, though. <laughs> yep, Amy P. Make a new plan, Stan. No need to be coy, Roy. <laughs> I mean... Oh, really? I'll have to check that out, Denise. So she made her list and like on her list, exactly, Heather, that's what I was going to say. Two days prior, she added to the list a reason why she wants to leave her husband is because he thinks she has a boyfriend. What? 
I feel like she thought the boyfriend would never come out. Riley, I I agree. I thought the same thing. When I'm at home, it just shows I'm at home. It doesn't show me unless they, you know what, though? They do that Celebrate dump and they get all the data off the phone. And I'm sure it's way more specific and targeted. Oh, that's really cool, Denise. Thanks. I'm going to check that out. I agree. Today's not looking as good for Barry as yesterday did. Or, you know what I mean. We're covering it a day late. So we're a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. All right. So we went past the grievances, the 50 reasons to leave your lover by Paul Simon. Harris, the other FBI agent who testified earlier Tuesday said the phone and credit card records for the man Suzanne was having an affair with show he was in Michigan on the day she disappeared. Prosecutors argued Tuesday they believe that Barry Morphy was also looking for other women to date, saying he had deleted web history that included Ashley Madison searches and searched for cute girls in the Salida area. He had also texted Suzanne about suicidal thoughts two days before she was reported missing. Hmm. He texted her about suicidal thoughts two days before she went missing, and she added to her list two days before, I want to leave him because he thinks I have a boyfriend. Weird. The court just, or the court then went on an afternoon break, and when they came back, Grusing was still on the stand. The defense attorneys questioned Grusing about why he didn't include testimony about him visiting Salida Stove and Spa on the afternoon of May 9th between 4 and 5.30 p.m. And that a worker at the store found nothing out of the ordinary about his demeanor as they worked to question his prior testimony about Barry chasing Suzanne around the house earlier that afternoon and to point out that the truck did not capture every instance in which the vehicle was moving or stopping. Hmm. So he got home at 2.44, was supposedly chasing Suzanne around the house, and then he went to Salida Stove and Spa at between 4 and 5.30. And the worker said he acted normal. Okay, so let's move on. Grusing said that Suzanne's phone made an outgoing call at 2.53 a.m. on May 10th. About a half hour before Barry's truck doors opened. Who did she call? They didn't say. Who'd she call it 253? Nielsen suggested, this is the defense attorney, that it might have been Suzanne opening the truck doors. He is the third of eight witnesses, Grusing is, 
expected to testify at the preliminary hearing, which is slated for Monday and Tuesday this week and August 23rd and 24th. So I accidentally made an event for tomorrow when there's no hearing. So I'll change the date of the next one to August 23rd. So there's no confusion. Um, and that's it. That's our, that's our recap from yesterday. So let's go back and let's talk about a couple key points. Let's talk about the outgoing phone call from her phone at 2.53 and then his truck doors open and close between 3.25 and 3.51. So there's, <clears throat> there's a half hour mark of his doors opening and closing in the middle of the night on the early hours of the 10th. Do we know what he went to the spa store for? I don't think, I mean, I think this is all the info we have that's in here. Um, chasing her around the house is weird. But the question is, like, does his phone does that? Did she have her phone on her as well? Or, you know what I mean? Like, did her phone do the same pings? They know when he used the brakes in his truck? Wow. Oh, he got the chlorine at the spa store. Y'all, I wonder, did they have a, they must have had a pool. Do you think he could have drowned her in the pool? <sighs> well, Amy, yesterday's info, yes. But there is still some stuff that came out. And yes, I mean, I'm getting confused. Monday and Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. You're talking about Tuesday's hearing? Yeah, the trash dumps. <coughs> I didn't read about the, the tranquilizer thing. That wasn't in this recap. Yeah, I remember the chlorine smell at the hotel. Mm. It was about a hot tub repair, I think. Thanks, Megan. Her phone is missing. Maybe he had the phone in the truck. Oh, they don't even have her phone. All they have is all the other stuff, the, the pen and all that. How do they have her text messages then? Because they have her text messages between her and Liebler. They have text messages between her and her friend Olivia. But if he was chasing her around, I think Sister Knives, maybe when they um, look at the data of the GPS on the phone, they can like zoom in on it per se. I'm with you, Capri. Me too. Grab me a cup while you're at it. <laughs> she told him to stop and get hot tub stuff. When, though? How do we know that? Oh, from her iCloud. Gotcha. Oh, yes. He changed He changed shirts a few times. Oh, Zoe Valentine, you don't have to leave. I know. It, it kind of gives me anxiety, too. It's It's pretty complicated and... 
So I wonder if they probably were not, depending on how long after he make the, made the trash dumps, if that trash was already at the landfill. Oh, the tranquilizer info is on Lauren's Twitter. So ABC didn't include everything this time. Let me go to Lauren's Twitter and see what we missed. The, yeah, I agree. I, it kind of gives me anxiety, too. It's a lot. Okay, let's look. I hate reading tweets. They, they're so confusing. Okay. Um... Oh, she's got better stuff on here than that. Shoot. <clears throat> than what I had. Okay. Do you think there is enough time to dispose of a human body in that time? Nielsen asked. No, there is not, Agent Grusing replied. First interview with Walker. Morphew claimed on Sunday morning he set his alarm for 4.30. He had already loaded his truck the night before. And left the driveway around 5 a.m. The first event on May 9th is at 6.46 a.m. Start time is airplane mode off. Event may have been triggered by something. According to cast report, could mean that he's coming out of an area with poor service. So it doesn't necessarily mean it was even airplane mode. I don't know what a cast report is, but let's see. Cast intake form. It's the FBI Cellular Analysis Survey Team. So according to them, it didn't necessarily mean it was airplane mode like the prosecution stated. It just could have been poor service. And if Suzanne was messaging and, like, sending pics, she could have been on Wi-Fi at the house, I imagine. Because um, it says here, on March 5th, Agent Grusing showed Barry Morphew a list of times when he used airplane mode. Nielsen is asking if GPS can still be tracked. He replied it can. Then they showed the information, um, the list of airplane mode pings or whatever. Nielsen said the first, okay, I read that one. And the text he sent. According to the cast report, an incoming call at 12.02 a.m. and an outgoing at 2.17 a.m. on May 9th. Barry doesn't have a call until a little after 6 a.m. And then she made a call from her, or her phone made a call at 2.53 a.m. And she says that was a half an hour before the door event. I just read the door event was at 3 a.m. I'm so confused. Agent Grusing's theory is that Barry Morphew did something to Suzanne when he got home on May 9th. Chasing Suzanne around the home while she is conscious. Conscious. The pushpin map that they presented said it isn't possible for him to move at 45 miles per hour, according to Nielsen. That's, yeah, that's not going to hold up. 
40 it shows him going 45 miles an hour in the house at 2 45 p.m barry did something terrible to his wife and then went to get his hot tub fixed nielsen asked agent grusing responded i don't think their timing is accurate referring to salida stove and spa <clears throat> Nielsen is going over the truck data again with Agent Grusing. Burla report from 325 to 349 a.m. Total of seven door events and six parking lot light events. Indoor lights are also considered parking lights. Um, Barry Morphew had a convo with Janelle and Colton Nabal at the store. According to Nielsen, she is questioning Agent Grusing on his timeline. On May 8th, Morphew sent a message to Colton around 1.18 p.m. about getting his hot tub fixed, asking when he could come out to the home. There were 19 miles that were unaccounted for when Barry went to Broomfield. Nielsen said this Salida Stove and Spa trip could have accounted for 18 miles. Hmm. Um, let's see. Sorry, I keep saying, um, it's just like trying to focus on all of this. It's a lot. And I don't have my glasses, which sucks. Okay. List of events, comparing the door events to the light events. Truck stays in the same coordinates at 444 PM until 925 PM. Six odometer events on May 9th. Three odometer, odometer events 1004 and 1006 are all around the two parking light events. What does that mean, odometer events? Meaning the truck was in motion? I don't get it. <clears throat> then she had computer issues <laughs> or internet issues. Okay, so here we go. Exhibit T is admitted. It's a copy of the Celebrate Reader's Report with Precision Value which Nielsen points out was info in the affidavit, but didn't have the precision values the defense would like to add. Exhibit T is admitted. Um, oh, that's twice. Judge allows the exhibit. If you were wondering, Agent Johnny Grusing is only the third witness. The prosecutor is called, prosecution is called to the stand. They were planning to call eight for the first two days. Whoa. Um, here's another copy of the Celebrate report. Nielsen is speaking about the precision value of the data. More up-to-date program. The state is objecting this foundation because the exhibit doesn't say whose phone the data came from or a number. Agent Grusing said he isn't too familiar with this program that the defense is sharing. He said this isn't what they use. They use another program and knows what this program is, but not really how to read the data. So it looks like Barry, um, according to his phone records, tried to call Suzanne as he drove home from Broomfield and there was no answer. And we know she was laying out talking to Liebler. Okay, and then they're talking about him moving through the walls. They went over the Celebrate report extensively. The judge asked multiple times in court to keep masks on while inside, and Barry Morphew had to pull his mask above his nose. 
And the last time, in, okay, so here, last time investigators interviewed Barry was April 5th and April 22nd. And then he was arrested in May. Okay, so here we go. Um, Suzanne texted Liebler right after Barry left the home at 1.38 p.m. on the 9th and said, guess who is alone again? And then at 2.30, a picture was sent sunbathing. That is the last proof of life of Suzanne Morphew. Barry looked at the photo and allegedly told investigators she looked drunk. Described her eyes as drunk eyes. It would take the edge off for the night. I wonder what medication he was speaking about that he wanted her to stop taking, supposedly. Okay, here's exhibit 60 is being showed. It is a Google map of where the helmet and bike was found versus where the home is on Puma Path. Helmet was 50 feet from the road. Liebler advised Suzanne to have contact info in the helmet in case of crash. On May 9th, here's some text messages between Barry and Suzanne. 9.50 a.m. Barry, want to go on a hike? Suzanne, 9.52, where? And then no response. And then later on, she asks about summer tires on the Range Rover. And then at 10.36, Suzanne says, want to meet to hike. Twelve minutes later, Barry says at 10.48 a.m., no, coming home. Suzanne says, get hot tub stuff. So he asked her to go on a hike on the 9th. And then she said where and he didn't respond. And then she asked him about tires. And then she then asked if he wanted to meet to hike. Weird. The day before that was when the Facebook codes were reset. On May 8th. Wow, this is messed up. So on that Friday, which, which would have been the 8th as well, multiple calls between Suzanne and Barry were sent back and forth to each other Friday morning. At 10.55 a.m., Barry sent a text, I love you, Suzanne. <clears throat> Exhibit 56 is the text message he had deleted off his phone from Suzanne. The text is from May 6th at 10.13 a.m. And there were only two messages that were deleted. Agent Grusing spoke with Sheila, which is uh, Suzanne's friend, about the grievances that Suzanne shared. Concerns about recovering from cancer with Barry Morphew still in the picture. Concerns about cameras in the garage. Accusing Suzanne of boyfriend. They spoke with Barry about this. On May 8th, Suzanne Morphew sent a text to her sister Melinda saying that Barry Morphew was abrasive and abusive. 
So he changed his story about the hotel to investigators. Um, and then he also changed shirts. Wait a minute. I hate how Twitter is backwards. All right, let's go over these trash runs. Um, so now these airplane mode things, I'm thinking that's just a signal. Okay, so trash run number one is the truck and passenger driver's do driver doors open. And according to data, it took him two minutes to throw something away that was a few feet away from his truck. The state has pulled up a Google image of the bus stop in Broomfield. On May 10th, Barry, or wait, I already read that one. So then he drove to the Holiday Inn Express. He parked on the south side. Doors open and close again. He opened. What? He opened someone would come in and out so he could get a free breakfast at the hotel. That doesn't even make sense. Doors open and close again. He opened someone would come in and out so he could get a free breakfast. What? I don't understand that tweet. Okay. When Barry allegedly arrived, he, uh, I already read that duplicates another google image is shown where barry parked nielsen is asking for a copy of it the state says the images are in discovery the judge's secretary is running off to make a copy trash run number three i guess two was the broomfield hotel he leaves the hotel goes up and around the work site never parks then goes to mcdonald's in broomfield he throws items away here. He's seen pushing trash down into the trash can with both hands. So they have surveillance video of that. Barry Morphew said that there were holes in the boots, but the laces were good. And he wanted to take them to the room, remove the laces and trash the boots. And they have hotel surveillance. I don't, this is out of order. Trash run number two, when he first arrived at the hotel, he said he didn't remember what he threw away, and there was no video on the south side of the hotel. After that, he went to a car wash in a men's warehouse parking lot, and that's where he did trash run number four. He spent most of his time at this trash run for 40 minutes. Truck data opened and closed, and that was in Broomfield. Then there's trash run five. The FBI has video of Barry mentioned to investigators he had thrown away tranquilizer material. That is the only thing he would say that he threw away. So where was number five? Number four was at men's warehouse. Where was trash run number five where the tranquilizer was? Then he returned back to the hotel with a large notebook with papers that are messy. Then left the hotel 20 minutes later with the notebook in hand and papers neat. He also has changed shirts into a gray t-shirt. He went to the Broomfield wall and did 11 to 15 minutes of work. He removed some blocks from the retaining wall. The company told Agent Grusing that the job would have needed a bobcat. 
And then Agent Grusing mentioned that Barry, as well as Garrett Construction, knew that they couldn't work on Sunday in the city of Broomfield. At 12.06, Barry calls his daughter Mallory. At 3.30, he texted Suzanne to call him. At 5.15, he got a call from Mr. Ritter. Who's Mr. Ritter? Is that the Jeff guy or whatever? And then at 12.27, he's seen on hotel surveillance moving two bags to a dumpster, throwing away a bag that you can see a camo coat and a tree container. Um, he's seen walking with his hands in his pockets with his head down as he walks away from the dumpster. And then from 12.42 to 5.55, he doesn't leave his hotel. And then at 5.55, he leaves and he has changed shirts again. And that was when he changed his story. He said he was watching Fox News and a basketball show. And then his story changed. In May, he said he worked. And then that was when he amended his statement to the Fox News. After 6 p.m., he takes multiple trips in and out of the hotel, bringing in tools. He asked the front desk if it would be okay to leave for his workers, and they were hand tools. And that is pretty much it, you guys. Let me go back to chat and see what you guys are thinking. I'm like, I forgot I was even live. I'm like all into this. Let me let my, my chat catch up. It's blowing up. I'm curious what you guys think. Hey, Jenny. I'm seeing everybody's name scrolling really super fast. Hi, Rose. <sighs> That's what I'm wondering. Did they search the landfill? Oh, Lord. The laces. I can't. Unbelievable, you guys. Right, Denise? That's why there's no perfect murder, is there? There's always screw-ups. There's always screw-ups. I have to imagine, though, if this is only the third witness, they were supposed to call eight? So this is the third of eight. But yeah, day two didn't look too good for Barry. Day one, I'm sure he had some hope. But day two made it a little more grim. He talked to the cops 31 times. See, and I thought Haunted Mage, I thought he wasn't talking at all. That he wasn't cooperating. I want to know if they have examples of the evidence he disposed of. Me too. Let me go back. I want to read what your comments were while I was reading. Do you think he planned to throw her off a cliff during a hike? Right. He asked her to go on a hike, but then she was all like for it. I just don't get it. They're fighting, but then it's like, oh, hey, baby, you want to go on a hike? And then she asked him too. Oh, okay. The door opened at 3.15 after the call from Suzanne at 2.15. Oh, it's confusing. He 
he was throwing his phone at her, wasn't he? A baseball pitcher, 45 miles per hour makes sense. Wow. I know they all make that stupid call, right? And Cam, they call their their loved ones or text them. Hold on one second, you guys. Sorry, I thought somebody was here and they're not. The Morphews live 12 miles from my location. This is Tracy Stanley, Suzanne's father owned, which is now owned by her brother, a popular hot dog stand. I remember the hot dog stand. Brother Andy thinks Barry's involved, as do I. Yeah. It's just a weird circumstance, I guess. You know, it wasn't the outcome that all of us, I think, were expecting. Was that she was going to be the one having the affair. And there's no evidence of him. I, I mean, I'm just shocked just at that. I mean, I'm not shocked that she was having an affair. Obviously, they were in a loveless, you know, bad marriage. Even the daughter thought that they, you know, should get a divorce. So, I mean, I'm not surprised because with unhappy marriages, sometimes comes infidelity. So it's not that surprising, but I really didn't expect it from her. And you got to think, too, they've been together since they were kids. So what a weird, I mean, I just can't imagine what that would be like. It's I've always thought it would be pretty cool. But then in a, a lot of other ways, it's like, they hooked up in high school and then really were never with anybody else for 30 some years and grew up together. And I just feel like you change a lot and, you know, from your 20s to your 30s and even into your 40s. People change so much and grow. And it's just crazy to think that someone that you relate with at, you know, 19 that you can relate with them at 50. It doesn't always happen. And I think that's why we see a lot of marriages break up. I don't know, just my two cents. I got married young, so I'm speaking from my own experience. Don't forget to mention that when he mentioned the dating sites, he crossed his arms and stood straight up. Okay, but Ashley Madison is like a, it's like a, um, a fair site. The people on Ashley Madison don't want relationships. Mm-hmm. Amy P., good point. I didn't, I didn't mean like it didn't work. It doesn't work. I'm just saying it takes a lot of work. I mean, marriage takes a lot of work anyways, but I totally get what you're saying. I'm sure you went through your, your rough patches, you know, growing up together through your 20s and then you know all of that so i think it's awesome that you guys are still together and congratulations i love it i don't think ashley madison is around anymore <clears throat> but this was what year 19 With her being so sick so long, I can imagine the sex part was hard. 
Do we know that her cancer was back? Was it gone at the time that she disappeared? What was what was her cancer status when she disappeared? Do we know? Rose, congrats. That's awesome. I love that. I wish I could say that. Did he do dating sites for revenge because he knew of Suzanne's affair? That's what I'm wondering. Does Did they say when he went on those sites? Well, it was an affair because technically she was married and so is he. So they were both cheating on their spouses. So, I mean, it is what it is. And I understand why she did it. If she needed emotional support. I mean, obviously she only saw the guy like what a handful of times in a couple years hold on one sec okay sorry about that she did have a good read i mean yeah totally I'm not saying that having affairs is okay, but when we're looking at this instance, this case in particular, I think we can all understand why she did what she did. She had a cancer treatment for the Monday. Oh, wow. Wow. How did I not know that? No, the girls lived with them, Castro. Haunted mage, nothing justifies murder. I mean, that should be just across the board. I'm seeing that she was in remission, but then I'm seeing she had an appointment. So was she worried it was back or I'm not sure if we know for a fact. Yeah, the girls went to some kind of a camp or something. Now, who sent the girls on the camp? Was it Barry? Well, NCAM, based on what they said the first day, was that they met up, um, Suzanne and Liebler met up in New Orleans and didn't even have sex. They fooled around, but they didn't have sex. But I read yesterday that her um, boyfriend's kid found out hang on let me see if i can find that and that his older boys found out or something and let me see if this is it i know you guys heard it hang on i'm looking for it It says that they had met up at least six times in New Orleans, Texas, Indiana, Florida, and Michigan. They first met in high school and reconnected in 2018. So Liebler is a married father of six who lives in Michigan. Maybe not anymore. 
Um, he te Walker testified that when Liebler met with FBI in November, six months after Suzanne disappeared, he was told he was not a target of the investigation, and it does not appear that he was ever a suspect. Walker also testified Suzanne suspected Barry was having an affair, but they had no evidence. Where the heck is that? Okay, according to Harris, Suzanne had been diagnosed with cancer and was receiving chemo at the time of her disappearance. That's what the agent testified as, or the officer. This gets me, too, that Suzanne and Liebler had talked about marrying each other one day and moving to Ecuador, hoping for a simpler and less expensive life. He had six kids. And he was talking about moving to Ecuador? According to Harris, oh my God, I didn't hear this. Suzanne told Liebler she would quote unquote wait for him. At which point, Morphew's lawyer seemed to suggest that Suzanne might in fact be in Ecuador right now. I did not know that was said straight up. Holy hell, this is going to be crazy. But where is the info about his kids or whatever? Let me see if you guys know. Oh, God, I would delete my Facebook, too. I would have deleted it when I found out that this happened, though. I wonder when his wife found out. But w did you guys hear about that? About his kids finding out about the affair a while back? Why did, I don't know. Obviously, she looked into it. Her boyfriend told her they had great health care. Wait, what is this? Oh, Lord. There's a picture of Barry and this Liebler. Wow, Daily Mail's got him all. Okay, here, have you guys seen this? Let's let's scroll through it together. Cuz I haven't seen it. If you have, good for you, but I haven't. all right there we go these stupid ads i get do you guys get these stupid ads 
sweet old lady. What are they saying? I'm freaking old? Sweet old lady? More like battle-tested warrior queen. What? Someone order that for me. Okay, here we go. Let's go to the top. Sorry if I'm making you dizzy. Uh, let's see the pictures. Daily Mail always has the best pictures. So here's Suzanne in high school. 1987. And here's Liebler in the same yearbook. Suzanne and Jeff were in the same grade and Barry was two years older. Liebler was cute in high school. Don't blame her. Cuter than Barry. I don't think Barry's cute at all. I guess he was in high school, but not my type. Uh, let's see here. They Suzanne was in the German club and Liebler took Spanish. Um, he played golf. Uh-oh. Oh, Barry released love letters of him and Suzanne from back in the day. There's Barry for baseball. 85. And then Liebler won something in golf when he was a freshman. And there he is, then and now. Wow, I feel bad for his wife. Here's Suzanne. This is a uh, German club. And this is him in the Spanish club. And Barry was in the Spanish club. Hmm. Right here, right here. Okay. He told investigators the affair began in 2018 when Suzanne contacted him saying, Howdy, stranger. As the pair communicated more over text, more of you became suspicious, so they began speaking through LinkedIn. Liebler also told police his daughter had called, caught him out, noticing messages from Suzanne on his phone when she borrowed it to order pizza. In their more recent conversations, the pair had discussed going biking together, and Suzanne told Liebler she was in love with him. She also told Liebler that she wanted to marry him, but couldn't because of religious reasons. On May 8th, he said, you look good in biking gear, babe. You need to be my wife. On the morning of May 9th, she said, we need to be husband and wife. Later that day, he texted her that my gang is home. There were no texts after that. Police also told the court that the couple had exchanged nude photos and that he had been behind her love of IPA beer and, a mo and mountain biking. And then it says here that Liebler suggested the South American country had cheap living costs and good health care. But the, I read an article where it went deeper in. His daughter found out, and then she told his sons. Please tell me you guys read this, and I'm not crazy.
Where did I read that? So now mom's finding out, I think, that the kids kept it all from her, too. God, I got to find that. This isn't it. Did you? Okay, I'm catching up on chat. Hold on. Okay, so she told the son and Jeff's brother. So then Jeff's brother kept it under wraps too. Well, I hope it was a fantasy because he has six kids. I feel so horrible for, for that lady. And Cam said, my mom had an affair on my dad when I was a teen. I found out. I snitched on her immediately. I mean, it really seems like the girls feel sorry for Barry. The daughter told her brothers and an uncle, not the mom. I agree, Lufa. I think he's a dirtbag, too. I mean, literally, they were saying they were each other's soulmates. You don't, you don't do your soulmate like that. She goes missing, and then you're like, eh, I'm cutting off my uh, accounts, and you're on your own, sister. Check Facebook? Okay. Let me go to, to Facebook. <clears throat> I didn't get anything from you. Was it on my page? Okay, I got it. Um, let's see. This is oh my goodness. I'm not going to show this, but thank you for sending it to me. Wow, how incredibly sad. So, do we know which daughter it was that found out? Maybe the oldest, probably the oldest. If she was ordering pizza. Wow. It's really sad to see. It's a family photo, you guys. And it's just sad to see. And knowing this family is now completely just broken up. And will never, ever be the same. Rose, what did you email? I don't see an email from you. 
to jsforjustice at gmail.com. Oh, I was in the wrong email. That would be why. Oh, Google needs to verify it's me. Uh, I don't have anything from you today, Rose. I do not have anything from you, Miss Rose. <clears throat> oh, you can see. Oh, God, I forgot I was screen sharing shit. Well, there goes that, huh? Damn. My bad. <laughs> you guys are. You guys are like, uh, we can see it, Jay, dum-dum. <clears throat> I really need a producer. Oh, Lord. I guess I can, I can edit that part out. <laughs> we saw everything. <laughs> Beautiful family. Very, very sad. Well, I'm no longer screen sharing, right? Lord. That's what happens when you go live sometimes. You know what? You just never know what's going to happen or what you're going to see. I'm not seeing any emails today. The last email I got was at 9.28 a.m., I got something about Summer Wells, and that's it. I don't know what's up with that. Let me look at my trash. I shouldn't be there, though. Or spam. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't have anything. Well, I don't know, but this is your update from today. I can't find that. I can't find any of it on that story about the kids, but I'm going to end this so that I can go back and I can, um, yeah. Jay is for justice. Yeah, I, my emails are weird. My channel was made under a different email. So it's not the same email as Jay is for justice. My YouTube isn't. Good old England, though. We have a lot of people left to testify. And we have at least two more days left. So we're going to be back here on the 23rd. Oh, let me go back in my email. I'll check them out when I get off of here. Um, I've been super busy, so I'm sorry. I apologize if I missed your emails. I will go back and look. Thank you guys for joining me today. I'm so happy to see so many new faces. Um, Haunted, Lufa, Bojo, Krista, Nancy, good old England. I want to thank you guys. And um, we will reconvene for Barry Morphew on the 23rd. And we will keep following all the current cases that we're following. Summer Wells, 
berry. All kinds of them. You guys all have a great day in Capri. Keep your pants on, chick. <laughs> all right. I love you guys. Have a great afternoon. Oh, wait for it. I keep forgetting I have an exit now. You ready? Wait for it. I don't give a damn. I don't really care about you and your problems. I don't give a damn. You talk way too much. I have heard enough about you and your problems. I don't give a Differently. You're making plans to get to France, but don't wanna face the fact.